to welcome you again after a break I have taken. I was on holiday and after this I've decided that there is a time to withdraw a little bit. I was extremely busy as well meeting the deadlines for those of you who are listening to me for a while now. You know that I have moved to London It's gonna be nearly six months soon. It's unbelievable, time flies. This transition is very tough, but I'm embracing it. But the self-care is even more important than ever at that time and during this transition. So whenever I feel like to taking a break, and I will highly recommend it for yourself, especially break from social media. Let's remember that social media is a great tool, but it should, pro- should we proceed with cautious. It's a tool for business, for connections, for leads. But we should not live on social media and social media shouldn't be the main part of our life. Same comes to mass media. I would like to remind you that for those who are still in the process of discovering or asleep and you are not awake and ignorance is a bliss, I would like to remind you that we are in a new era already. And in the time of the era of Pisces, when illusions and dreaming and confusion, deception was in stake in the new era of Aquarius, it's time for reflection time for truth, time for facing the demons, time to deal with everything which we put aside for too long and deal with it for once and for all. Welcome for new and my Listeners who are tuning week in and week out, I truly appreciate you. In the last episode on relationships, it was the series when we were talking about the nine narcissistic manipulation tactics. 
We went through all of them from gaslighting, love bombing, triangulation, projection, playing the victim, smear campaign, revenge seeking, guilt stripping to hoovering. In this episode, I would like to continue and finish off this series because for those of you who were listening, it's very important to know how to be able to protect yourself and that you can if you do have an open mind and you recognize the toxicity in your life, you're already on the right path. And it's not only with the narcissist, but this guidance is for everybody who deals with any kind of toxicity or unhealthy relationships in their life. And they are not always romantic, we have to remember. They could be with co-workers, with family or friends. But we very often allow those things to slide. We dismiss them because we don't want to hurt other people. And we end up hurting ourselves by not acknowledging certain things. At the end of this episode, I would like to talk about a very important thing, something which is happening on a global scale. So tune in and stay tuned in till the end to be able to make the most of this episode. For everybody new who is listening, welcome, and you are much appreciated. I really hope that this episode is going to help you to, maybe for the first time, reflect. Because reflection is something which many of us, as I've been told by those who know that I'm doing the podcast, and that mainly is a reflection of things which has happened, and those who know that I am myself a survivor and now a thriver of narcissistic abuse. There is a way to heal, and healing is the most important part of your journey. But also understanding that everything what is happening to us is happening for a reason. There is no coincidences. Those experiences are here to teach us a lesson, to take responsibility. But that's at the end of the episode. Let's start this episode after pointing out the nine tactics which were part of this series to help you make better decisions and help you to start your healing journey on how to deal with narcissistic manipulations, tactics, and how to be able to set the healthy boundaries. And this is one of the first 
way of dealing with narcissistic manipulation, setting the healthy boundaries, having boundaries at all. Let's remember that dealing with narcissistic manipulation and their tactics can feel confusing and exhausting. But there are ways to deal with these individuals. Depending on whatever, as I mentioned already, there are romantic partners, co-workers, bosses, family, members or friends. The family part is usually the most difficult. But it is because the way we have been programmed to portray family. That is for another episode. That is also going to be probably mentioned of on one of my episodes on spirituality, on your soul journey, which I broadcast on Sunday, late Sunday, early Monday morning. Depends on my availability. Please forgive me if I am fashionably late <laughs> on those episodes. But I am a single parent. I've got two amazing boys. But they are challenging. And it's challenging on its own to be a single mother. Not by a choice, but by the life circumstances. Yet it's the most rewarding and most important job of all of mine. So I hope and I really appreciate your understanding if I'm running a little bit late. Fashionably. I'm trying to break the seriousness of the topics we're talking on and about because it is so important to have a sense of humor, to do not treat everything so seriously and to be able to always find the light in the darkest moment. So let's talk about those ways and how we can deal with narcissistic manipulation tactics and with narcissists themselves. As I mentioned already, setting healthy boundaries and that come not only towards narcissists but towards everybody in our life. But if it comes to narcissists, it's a must. When interacting with narcissists, setting healthy boundaries can be essential to making sure that you have the strength and emotional space to reduce the opportunities for them to manipulate you. Second, avoid unnecessary communication. Probably many of you who are already on the journey of healing and recovering from narcissistic abuse know the term no contact. But we also know that it is not always possible, especially if you are in a situation of co-parenting. So try to avoid contact with a narcissist when possible. But when you do need to talk to them, such as in case of shared custody or family members who you can't avoid, communication should be limited to brief and essential interactions. Choose your battles. Pick and choose what to react to. If they are making complaints about your employment, that threatens your job, this is worth addressing. If they are bashing your style of clothing, 
ignore it. Choose your battle wisely. Don't waste your energy on unnecessary arguments. Cut ties when able. If you do not have to have contact with the person, it is sometimes wise to cut contact for safety reason, especially after breaking up with the narcissist. Narcissist. This will decrease the chances they have to manipulate you. But it's very important to highlight that the moment you leave the narcissistic relationship and narcissist, and you actually breaking free, is the most dangerous time. So it's very important that you will surround yourself with the people who you can trust and you can rely on. If it's necessary, that you will make involve the police enforcement and make them to understand what you are dealing with. Because unfortunately, despite like, for example, in the UK, when I'm broadcasting from and I live in, coercive control is a crime, which is recognized since 2015. Yet, the law enforcement has very low education and understanding of what really coercive control is. And whoever is and has been in aesthetic abuse or relationship, they know that coercive control is a huge part of that dynamic. So you need to be strong and you need to be able to explain one of the ways to be able to explain things is by journaling. So whenever you are ready to leave or when you realize that you are in a narcissistic relationship, start to journal, talk to somebody, even if it's one friend and share with them every day circumstances and what's happening. But the journaling is something which can really help you in the future, especially if you do have a shared custody or in the matter of the divorce, you will be in a position of fighting for the shared custody with the narcissist. Practice self-compassion, self-love, self-care. When dealing with any manipulative person, it is normal to feel frustration, confusion, sadness, and other negative feelings. Self-acceptance can be crucial in learning how to love yourself and best support yourself after experiencing difficult situations. These are the tools to start with. But many of you, and let's be honest, there is nothing wrong with therapy. So seeking professional help. Is it therapist? Is it psychologist? Is it life coach who has got the psychological background. 
somebody you can trust, who is professional, who can build professional relationship, who you can feel the connection, share the experiences, and rely on their professional guidance to help you heal and move forward. Dealing with narcissists can be difficult and tiring, especially if they are seeking revenge towards you. And let me tell you, I know everything about it. If you are unable to cope with the effects of their actions or are dealing with associated trauma, seeking therapeutic support is encouraged. Keep in mind that if you are currently focusing on repairing a relationship with a partner or family member, couples or family therapy is not advice. This is because the narcissist may use information discussed in session against the other person. However, a therapist who has experience working with couples in which one or both partners has NPD, and this is very, very common, in the couples who know they are toxic, there is cheating, but they hold on on each other for all the wrong reasons. There is no love, there is no compassion, there is no respect, there is no boundaries, there is no deal breakers. Those are usually the couples who two partners in that relationship are narcissistic, usually cover and over narcissist. may be beneficial in this case. Still seeking individual support and therapy is recommended rather than couples therapy. And believe me, if you are the one asking yourself a question, maybe I am the narcissist. Narcissists, truly, fully blown narcissists will never ask themselves the questions. If you do ask, and I know I've been there, You are not. We're going to move to the last part of this episode when I will explain what I mean by that. Let's just talk about important part in this matter if it comes to the therapy, the different options for addressing narcissistic manipulation tactics. And they include emotionally focused therapy. This form of therapy investigates the relationship between feelings and emotions and how they relate to or influence decision making. Attachment based therapy. Attachment is such a huge issue. And it's not only in the narcissistic abuse, but when I'm talking to many, many people, especially the young people, they don't understand that they do have an attachment problem. So attachment-based therapy explores attachments and there are different kind of attachments and what triggers anxiety or avoidance reactions from people in relationships. This form of therapy can be useful in identifying what makes someone scared to leave or end a bad relationship. There is a cognitive behavior therapy. That's the therapy I started with 
my healing journey. And it was just the beginning. He's great for learning how thoughts affect behaviors and is good for exploring any negative or self-limited thoughts that develop in relationships. I have to add from my own experience, the cognitive behavior therapy, if you got a great therapist, which I was lucky to have, and was a very young lady, who I appreciate very much. This therapy is based on self-reflection, on self-evaluation, of looking deep inside your own behavior and thoughts and feelings and how to deal with them. We've got also group therapy. It can be very helpful for people who have experienced relationship trauma as they can learn from the support and advice of others who have been in their shoes. I haven't been in a group therapy per se, but at the end of my healing journey, I have been invited to the meeting, which ended up to be a group established of the women and men who have been through similar experience as I did, and we created an amazing group. And being part of this group and sharing experiences, but also fighting the demons and fighting the bureaucracy and also exposing the lack of competency and the need for change and education for the authorities to understand the issue in its core was a blessing. There are also holistic and somatic therapy. Somatic therapy explores the relationship between past traumas and how the trauma is stored and experienced in the body. This method is useful for healing in the aftermath of trauma. And let's not forget one in each of you who has ever been and recognized narcissistic abuse. If you are already on this journey of healing and recognizing, you do know that there are physical symptoms of your body which are allowing you to recognize and understand that your body reacts to your emotional state. And it's giving you these signals, which we very often dismiss or interpret in the wrong way, looking for a different explanation when this is just the reaction of our body to dealing with unhealthy, very toxic, narcissistic individual, because they are a vampires of our energy, especially if you're an empath. The final thoughts take me to remind you that narcissists will often employ manipulation tactics to gain additional power and control or get what they want 
no matter what's the consequences. Many people who have experienced these behaviors report feeling confused and scared. Please know that this is a normal reaction. Seeking validation and support in the aftermath of manipulative relationship is essential to healing. This episode is going to be a little bit longer than I anticipated, but it's very important what I would like to say at the end of this episode. So please bear with me. Those episodes are quite emotional for me because I am sharing with you the wisdom and experience and knowledge but also acknowledgement of reflection of being myself a survivor and now a thriver of narcissistic abuse. Something I did not know exist. Until I have started asking questions because there was a pattern. It was the unhealthy pattern which I really needed to break because it was detrimental to my life and destructive to my own well-being. We are living in the world when we're taking accountability is something which it's very hard to find these days. And in many therapies, especially in the public sector, if you are lacking of right support and like-minded people, awakened people, conscious people, it will be very hard to find. And you might recognize and want to live and heal. But you won't be able really to move forward. Not permanently. It will be temporary. Because we are programmed and the system we are living in is to program us to keep us a victim. If you've been a victim one time or many times and it's become a pattern, the system, the authorities, they will try to keep you in the victim mentality and and at some point you will realize that getting out is nearly impossible. Because when you start to truly heal, you will realize that your husband or wife or your mother or father are not only the one who are the manipulative one. You will be seeing clearly you will be looking on the deception in the much more bigger scale. 
Because when you heal, when you awaken, you are not afraid to take responsibility and accountability for your part. And this is the only way when you can actually truly heal, but not avoiding taking responsibility, but not avoiding your part you play, but acknowledging with compassion and love towards yourself and the most difficult part of it, to forgiving yourself. We never ask people to hurt us. But we are allowing them to do so. And to forgive yourself, to allow somebody to hurt you so deeply. Some of us, or many of us, who've been through the narcissistic abuse, know that there was at least one moment in time when you were thinking about taking your life. And that's bad enough. That should never happen. And that moment should be a wake-up call. But that wake-up call can only happen when we take the responsibility for allowing this to happen to us when we are not afraid. When we are not afraid to face our own demons, when we are not afraid afraid to look in the mirror and admit that, yes, we haven't chosen to be hurt, to be abused, to be manipulated, to be gaslighted, to be cheated on, to be threatened, to be scared. But we have allowed it and we have dismissed the early signs called red flags for whatever reason. For many of us, it's just the need to feel loved and be loved. For others, it's a pressure of the society to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship because being single it's a stigma. To follow wishes of our parents. Oppression of the society. So we are unable to say no when we feel And we want to say no. It's pushing away that gut feeling, our intuition, when it tells us that we should wait. We should take our time. But something is not right, does not sit right with us. But we still do it. But now let me elaborate on this one. And this is going to go deep. We'll probably continue 
on Sunday episode on spirituality. We need to understand that that comes with healing and also with acknowledgement and taking accountability. Because when you take this accountability, and these days, in this world, nobody wants to take accountability. We see it on the highest level, from authorities, governments, leaders, to the normal folks on everyday basis. Nobody is teaching anybody to take accountability for their own part they play in their own life. And taking responsibility for our actions. Even if it means just letting somebody to get into our life and bring the chaos and destruction. When this happens, everything falls into place slowly. Of course it takes time. But that is the moment when, when you acknowledge... That's when the healing process can start because you are not focusing on the other person, but you're truly giving that care to yourself, but also acknowledging the pain and know that that pain has been caused by the other person, but with your approval. When I was still vulnerable and still in my abusive relationship, the last one, there was a situation when I've been told by the police officer, how is that possible that women like you can get involved with somebody like that, with the bloke like that? And back then, I was offended and I was hurt. I wasn't ready to hear those words. And the other police officer apologized for it because he understood that that was not the way to speak to the victim, especially in that moment of being in danger. But that sentence later in my life was the catalyst for change. And that's come understanding that if we are living consciously and we are aware, even if we do get into toxic relationship, we didn't know that this is a lesson. The lesson we need to learn. For me, for all of you who have not listened to me before, and this is your first time, my lesson on that healing journey was the lesson of discernment and self-love and self-worth. I always knew the worth and always had the love for myself and others. But for whatever reason, I have given it away and let people to walk over me in the name of love. That's not love, that's abuse. People who love you, who truly love you, who truly care for you, they don't hurt you. They don't cross your boundaries. 
They support you, even if they don't agree with you. And they are there for you. When you decide that this is time to heal, they don't judge you. They love you unconditionally. We need to take accountability and responsibility for our own part we play in this abusive relationship. If it comes to our parents, friends, family members, to their romantic partners. Nobody, if it comes to the children, when we are children, it's a little bit different because we are not having a choice really. But I keep reminding people that at the age of 18, we do have the power to change our circumstances. But it's a matter of our choice to recognize this and put those boundaries in place. We are not bound to our families. We're not bound to our parents. We don't have to obey them for another 40 or 60 years if we know that they did us wrong. And I'm going to keep reminding you, it's not how we feel about people, but how they make us feel. This comes to the reflection on taking that time to actually recognizing what's happening around us, being conscious and aware of our feelings and taking time to actually process them. People might say the most wonderful things, like a narcissist love bombing, but still does not sit right with us. If something does not feel right, reflect on this, take time. Be in tune with how you feel, how this person, how this experience makes you feel. Does it feel right? Does it feel good? Does it flow? Or is it forced or rushed? Be conscious and aware. Be reflective. Don't be afraid of reflection. It's probably one of the best gifts you can give to yourself. To take time to sit down with yourself, with your emotions, with your feelings, with your thoughts. And don't be afraid to take accountability. Because this is the first step of your healing journey to the greatness. To true love. to acknowledging your worth without being judgmental of other people and knowing that you're not responsible for other people's actions and their actions has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. People usually show us who they are. They tell us who they are. But because we love them, we dismiss all those informations and feelings Love is not blind. Love is kind and respectful.
Give that love to yourself first. Then everything is gonna fall into places. I am really happy that I could have spoken to you again and share my experience. And that word of wisdom with you, which comes from the really deep love for you all and wanting you to understand that the way to heal comes from self-awareness, acceptance, forgiveness, and taking accountability and responsibility for your part. Without it, it's a vicious circle, it's a loop. And you're going to keep repeating the same patterns until you're going to learn that lesson. And let's be honest, even after you heal, the universe will test you. Have you actually learned the lesson? It will send you situations, circumstances, and people who will test your healing journey and the outcome. And I know because I'm in that process right now. Are you able to say no to anything and anybody who is not in alignment with who you truly are and what you desire, your worth, your values, your beliefs, your purpose in life? I'm sending you a lot of love. It was my pleasure as always to serve you and to speak to you and to reflect with you. I'm sending you lots of love. I will catch you up on another episode on spirituality on Sunday. Stay blessed. It was Anita Stevens at Beyond Compromise. Good night or good morning whenever you're listening. Smooches. Ciao.